it is interesting that now we've done, I guess, two movies from uh, 1999. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I don't know, something to that. There is something about that, like late '90s things. A lot of um, sci-fi. I feel like now there's also a resurgence to science fiction. Definitely getting yeah, popular, really. especially. What? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like especially. I mean, TV. I think TV is definitely has made the jump. <laughs> like, yeah. There's more sun. It's no longer just Star Trek and a few other shows. It's there's like a <laughs> variety of science fiction on TV. Everybody should be watching The Expanse. It's awesome. Yes. Yeah. See, I, I eventually I'll get to it. I, I, I watched the first season, and um, and it was meh. Like it was okay. Oh, you'd got to uh, get to the second season. That's when it starts getting really good. Yeah, I know. So I, I have to do that. I'm watching uh the uh what call it the Jerry uh, Barry Jenkins the oh, Underground yeah. Railroad uh, thing. It's it's only ten episodes, I think. So I think I'm on the fourth or fifth, but uh, so maybe when I finish watching that one, I'll I'll try the expense. I just don't know how long, how how I want to commit to like multiple seasons. I think I might have to only give it the second one and see if it's good enough to continue. I just uh, yeah yeah, but the Underground Railroad uh, it's highly recommended. It's uh it's pretty yeah. intense. It's what's that on? Oh, it's on Amazon Prime. Okay. Um, and, um, yeah, it's, it's like a gorgeous, gorgeous looking show, which I guess has, um, it's, it's funny cause that, that show is basically, he took the black experience, like the whole slavery period and, and, and slaves that are trying to escape and go to different States to try and survive. And he, he basically did a mix of. The Holocaust is it's an allegory to the Holocaust in a way. It's like, you know, hiding slaves and, and addicts and stuff, just like Anne Frank. Um and um and the music even there's like the music is, is a mix between very like tonal, interesting, moody stuff and essentially Schindler's list. Like it's just very, very Jewish. So they're gonna play off the whole Holocaust correlation there so, so it's it's an interesting approach to the story and, and it's just depressing more than anything else just the the it, imagining the lives that these people had and and just having nowhere to go or how to escape it it's basically anywhere they go it's just a different version of racism <laughs> it's like yeah even the people who don't own slaves or don't have slaves they still treat them like shit or, or they or they castrate them so they don't have any more children because who who wants black kids to you know infect the population? It's just it's just bad, uh, but not in the not in the woke sort of sense. Like it's definitely just yeah. it's just showing it in all its brutality, but not in the twelve years a slave version. There's a little bit of that, but it, but it's not like it's not it's not. Uh, violent for the sake of being violent. That's what I appreciate about it. Twelve Years a Slave was basically Passion of the Christ with, with black people. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm very happy. And and then, what? yeah, pretty much. And, and not that Jesus. Jesus was brown, so he was like partially black. But um, uh, and and then I felt like um, what was the other one? Uh, Django Unchained. 
Um, yeah. Django Unchained is 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 really silly. It's well made. There's some really good scenes there, but it's you know avenge of the black people, <laughs> you know, so, yeah. sort of like how the Jews avenged the Nazis and and. Uh, yeah, but those, just, those two movies definitely have a real connection to them to each yeah, other. Yeah, but but it's basically repeated the same joke, only it wasn't as good as Inglorious Bastards. Like we got the joke in Inglorious Bastards, and it was I think it was the better movie of the two. But then it was just like he repeated the same joke, just not as well. I, there's still some really good scenes in there, but uh, but it's just not as good. I but, swear I might be one of the only people in the world who likes Django a little bit better than Inglorious Bastards. I mean, I'm not. It's 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 a solid movie. The guy knows how to write. So it's moment to moment, scene to scene. Yeah, there's uh, there's very few people like him. I mean, as far as writing chops for movies. Specifically. Neither of those two movies are are anywhere near my top of Tarantino's films. But uh, they're so easy to compare to one another because of their similarities and the fact that they came one right after the other and stuff like that. And just I don't know whatever, but. I just it, yeah. it's funny you said that because I was recently talking to another friend of mine and I I was talking about Django Unchained and I made some comment or something like that and he was surprised he was like oh no he's like I I, I like uh, Inglorious Bastards much better yeah the the thing that always stuck out to me about Django was like the whole Odyssey like infiltrating you know Candyland and everything like that makes no sense. I mean, you you have to formulate this whole thing that eventually gets you Candy's ear in order to pay him an exorbitant amount of money anyway for a specific slave. And for some reason, that makes more sense than just going up there. Hello, sir. I'm a German. I heard down the grapevine that you have a slave who speaks German. Well, if you, if you take the, amount of money for her. I mean, it, it you could you could argue that it's just plain lip service and it's not actually really properly explaining it. But I mean, in the scene where uh, Sam Jackson is ex- is explaining to DiCaprio like what their ruse was, and he's like he's got him privately in the other room, you know, and he's telling him what they did and how they're tricking him and stuff. Um, he does say to him, he says like. Uh, he like DiCaprio says something like, why would they even do this? And he says, because telling him that, that you, he was going to buy this other slave for a whole bunch of money made you very, very like, uh, you know, welcoming and made you very, you know, uh, eager to please him and so on and so forth and, and to be hospitable and to listen to him and so on and so forth. But he said, and then as he starts getting mad, DiCaprio is swearing about something and he says, and uh, Sam Jackson says something about like you wouldn't have, have even like w- even listened to this guy. You, like you wouldn't even have, have like uh, given him a, a moment of your time if, if he just wanted to spend a few hundred dollars to buy some slave off. You, like he would have just brushed him off and said no and just never even spoken to him. Oh, I I, I get that, but it's a little contrived. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, if if, if uh, Christoph Waltz knew that too, then why not just be like, okay, well, okay, I'll give you $5,000. Yeah. Like, that's an exorbitant amount of money for a slave. That's a pain in your ass. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess you could say that they wanted to have money too. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it, for me, it boils down to um, 
not to go off too much, but uh, I was going to bring it back to. Oh, I think we're uh, well. But but yes, but uh, I was going to say that for me, Bob, like it boils down to the um, the pub scene, the the underground yeah. pub scene, and the opening scene of Inglorious Bastards. Those two alone, there's nothing that matches those two scenes in in Django. And 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 if if all those if both those movies all boil down to just a, a few amazing scenes is what makes them and not and not the whole, not the plot, not the story, not the themes, then I think Inglorious takes it for sure. Yeah, if, if I I definitely agree with what you're saying in general. I I think that for me when I think about Inglorious Bastards, I think about the, the the sequences and the scenes that I love. I love that opening scene. I love that pub scene. And I love the the scene with Christoph Waltz and the strudel or whatever. Uh, yeah. It is strudel, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. And just, and yeah, those, those scenes are so fantastic. For me, it, like, there's certain moments like, I, I mean, I, I, I've heard people kind of give their take on it. And I don't know, I have never liked Eli Roth's casting at all in that. Uh, I thought it was completely off. I've never understood why we're led to believe that Brad Pitt's character would be able to infiltrate the party in the way that he does. His like French is so bad and it's so obvious that he's American. And, and I think it, we're supposed to kind of look at that and laugh about how it, it's so obvious. And yet he's talking to Gestapo people and nobody like says anything. And I'm just kind of like so distracted at that point. Cause I'm like, what the heck is going on and whatever. But so like, I guess what I'm saying is when I think about Inglorious Bastards, I, I think about the moments more than anything else, the moments that I, I love about it so much. When I think about Django, I think of its problems too. Cause I think it does have some for sure. It has a number of problems. Neither one of them are, are I, I would put them in the bottom half of his movies, which isn't saying that much because all of his movies are so good. But, you know, I, I do like most of his other movies better than both of them. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I, that's, what I, that's what I think I liked about Inglorious is that it was well aware that it was a joke movie. Yeah, yeah. It, it was basically it was apparent uh, throughout the movie that that it's it's basically this is all just for fun. We're just having fun with history. We're messing around, and and we we kill the Nazis and Hitler in the end, which is did not happen. Uh, so the movie is very aware of itself. But when he repeats the joke with Django, Django takes itself a bit more seriously, and there's no historical characters. Like when he goes back to that concept, uh, again, that concept works better for me in Once Upon a Time uh, in Hollywood. Yeah, me too. Because again, he takes I, I like that movie better than both of the other two. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think Glorious and, and uh, yeah, I'll say this, like that definitely uh, Once Upon a Time is um, definitely like more of a slow burn type of moody, as, as far as like creating a, a world, especially a world that existed. Uh, I feel like he does it well with both all three movies, but but obviously more so Inglorious and uh, and and Once Upon a Time. But um, but yeah, because it's a historical character, uh, and, and honestly, I didn't know. Like I I I fucking didn't know. Like I was watching that movie and I was I didn't know he was gonna go there. I I thought he was gonna do something else, but then I was like, ah, uh, this is the 
the trilogy. He's completing the trilogy of like <laughs> where he reinvents rewriting the- history. Yeah, it's just that it works more in Glorious and and Once Upon a Time because does. he he actually is- he does rewrite history with the, yeah. with the with with the Django. He's rewriting the history that he's he's created. Like we know where there are right. slaves and this guy's avenging the you know what's what's done to slaves but it's more like a metaphorical thing because it's like a generalized yeah there's not there's no actual historical he doesn't go and kill like general lee or whatever one of the you know confederates davis or jefferson davis so yeah one of those people from like the so that's that's funny we're talking about this did you guys happen to catch the um not too long ago uh joe rogan had quentin tarantino on his show and they talked for like three hours I, I didn't catch that one yet. That's no, totally worth listening to. It's excellent. Yeah, I think I've stopped listening to Joe Rogan because he's on Spotify, but maybe I can. You have to have oh, a subscription, uh, right? Somebody uploaded that one onto YouTube. I don't ever. Oh. I, I don't really listen to Spotify that much. Uh, I probably should, but I, I find it frustrating. It doesn't like it messes with my computer sometimes when I try to use it. I see. I guess I'll try to with the YouTube thing. But yeah, but just to finish the thought about like Underground Railroad is I was very happy to see that that someone's trying to just have an honest telling of of what it was like to yeah. um, to live in that period and, and be black. I feel like that's yeah, that's that's a good way to approach that it. Was, uh, that 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 kind of thing was covered under like with previous movies like Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Yeah, for sure. No, it's definitely it, it's definitely a a cool approach, and it's and it's shot really well. It's basically like a ten hour movie, essentially. Wow. So it's um. It's Is there really any like, um notable or uh you know uh household name uh actors? Uh yeah, there's um I think one of the bigger ones uh, um is Joel Edgerton. What's his face? Oh yeah, he's got a pretty prominent role. He's kind of like a slave hunter in a way. Um, uh, as far as the black actors, I think uh, wisely. Not that I'm too familiar with, you know, a, lo- a lot of uh, actors, but I, I think they kind of purposefully chose less known actors because because uh, then they're not, then it's not, um, you know, Jamie Fox being slave. It's yeah. just a slave. Um, like when 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 it, when it's not a celebrity. Uh, when it's just a, a really good actor, I, I feel like it's you can more easily just see them as just a person from that period. Yeah, uh, and it's okay if the the white guys are more familiar because, if anything else, they tend to be more archetypes of people at that time. Yeah, like the slave hunter and, but but generally, uh, all the I think Joel Edgerton is the only one that's well known and the rest of the cast is pretty pretty unknown there's peter mullen i think he's sort of familiar up until just a couple years ago i wouldn't even say that joel edgerton was very well known (laughs) yeah exactly um so uh yeah no it's uh there's some really good acting in there and um no he definitely takes it to another level the whole not that i see that much tv but i feel like he definitely takes the whole limited series thing to another level so good for him to like given in a shot you know i'm sure he could have made another movie but um but yeah no i'm looking forward to see what he does next but that said (laughs) i uh at this point i'm I'm definitely 
I've gotten several recommendations for The Expanse, so I guess uh, I... Apparently Jeff Bezos likes it enough that he saved it from being canceled just to keep it going. So <laughs> I guess we should add, thank Jeff Bezos for like keeping yep. The Expanse going. Thank you, Jeff. <laughs>